Round Guy Radio Sports coverage is brought to you by these great sponsors. Packwood Locker, Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Kyoto Transmission and Repair, specializing in transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto and Pilot Grove Savings Bank. Well, welcome to the Scoreboard Show. Uh, we have Nathan Piercy. What's left of him? Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Here uh, to talk about the Fairfield game. I'll, I'll read off the scores for tonight. Uh, Kia Cup Chiefs got beat by the Washington Demons 71 54. Uh, we had the Columbus Wildcats get their first win. Uh, I'm going to have Coach Villagrana on after we talk to Nathan here, but they beat Highland 62-51. So uh, congratulations to the Columbus Wildcats on their first playoff win in quite a while. And the English Valley Bears uh, squeaked past uh, Tri-County 41-46. to But we were at the Southeast Iowa Conference game. Uh, I was calling it uh, – KILJ was calling it. Uh, KTVO TV was there co- uh, shooting it. Uh, Tuma Courier was there. The Southeast Iowa Union was there. Every media person descended on Fairfield, Iowa for the Fairfield Trojans, Mount Pleasant Panthers, and what turned out to be the game of the year, game of the century. I don't know how many games, uh, decades you could string together before you could see a better one than this, but Nathan. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks. I, I got to admit, I am exhausted, and I didn't even play in the game. Oh, my goodness. It Everybody was got it. their money's worth and more, huh? Well, it couldn't be decided in regular time, I guess. Uh, no. Uh, thanks to a brilliant three-point shot with absolutely no time left on the clock. Uh, who'd you say hit that? Tate Allen? No, that was uh, JJ, JJ Lane, Lane. had three to send into overtime, and you know it was at the you know Fairfield called a timeout. Uh, I believe there was like 15 seconds to go or something like that. Not very much time, basically. And I turned to the PA announcer who formerly had my job actually in Lee Months, and I asked him, I was like, "Who's taking the shot here?" I said, "There's one of three guys that's going to take it: uh, JJ, Riley Perkins, or Tate Allen." Riley Perkins is a hot hand right there. He had hit a. a a couple threes and then a shot that I thought was a three, but it was actually just a two-pointer, but was still from range. Uh, but they, they let J.J. take it. Why not? He's your second-leading scorer, and uh, he hit that as time exp- expired. And I, I'll be honest. I thought for a second they called a foul, and that if if that if they did hit the free throw, the Trojans win that one there. But they're still, still able to lead the win, and man, what a game. What I'm telling you is just back and forth. I don't know. Uh, I was going to call for the medics, but I thought maybe they better stay closer to Lee uh, because uh, I don't know if his heart could take that. That was something else. That was back and forth. That was a huge battle. Uh, Fairfield actually did uh, kind of stroll out to a pretty good lead there uh, kind of early in the second period, didn't they? 
Well, it was, it was really even in the in the first in the first quarter there. They jumped out to a twenty-five to fourteen lead by the end of the first. Uh, and I I got worried that we were gonna have you know one of the best games by Fairfield and still a great game and it was a it was a back and forth game but uh, you know Fairfield after the first quarter having 25 points that puts them on pace for a hundred which obviously is almost unheard of in in high school basketball so again it, it just a, a an exciting night and and man what a game and uh throw the records out the window at that at, at tonight it was it was a wild night in fairfield well i thought jj lane had fouled out or something uh he he, he fouled out in, in overtime yeah it was in overtime when he fouled out okay yep okay and there was a lot of banging around and uh jj lane's ankle went down early and they taped him back up and got him back in the game and then he was <laughs> on the ground and his Hip was sore as heck, and I don't know uh, how he fought through all that um, craziness, huh? Yeah, it was, and you know, you see uh, on a on a drive at one point, I believe it was in the third quarter, Sam Wheaton and uh, Peyton Hagens both went down uh, holding their ankles. I know Sam had dealt with a foot injury earlier on in the year, and of course, Hagens he ended up having, I believe, twenty eight points from Mount Pleasant at the time. He had twenty four. And it was a big blow for them. And I think that's kind of helped Fairfield get back to this one. Uh, obviously, you don't want to see anybody get hurt and you hope everybody's okay. But that seemed to be kind of the turning point there in the third quarter. The fact that uh, probably about half of their, over half of their offense, actually, he had 24. They had 49 at the time. So about half of their offense was sitting on the bench there and, and banged up. And, you know, you saw it when, they, when he came back into the game. It, it seemed like. Uh, he he just wasn't at a hundred percent, and the Fairfield Trojans were Fairfield Trojans were able to capitalize, but at the same time, they needed everything tonight, um, and just a you know a wild finish to kind of you know kind of what we talked about to run run down a little bit for those who weren't able to see it or watch it or anything. JJ Lane again hit that three pointer to tie the game as time expired in the fourth quarter. You headed to overtime. It's a four minute overtime. Uh, both teams kind of go back and forth. It was. Halfway through it, I believe it was tied, actually. actually. And then uh, Mount Pleasant takes the lead. Fairfield battles back. And then uh, Fairfield up by two with about 30-something seconds left. Riley Perkins gets fouled. He has a line to shoot a one-and-one, makes both of them. So puts the charges up by four. Mount Pleasant rushes back. Aiden Ashton shoots a three. He hits it but just a couple seconds on the clock. And one thing that surprised me with it too, Mount Pleasant coach, he had two timeouts left. He could have called the timeout there, but instead Max Wheaton held it out of bounds. He didn't have to inbound it, and uh, the Trojans walk away with a one-point victory. That was really smart for Max Wheaton. You know? it, re- it really was, yeah. Uh, and, and that's why inbound it when it could get stolen and shot, you know. And, that, just... and that shows too, you know, he, he's a senior. He has that and, and able to – Noticed that immediately uh, was was impressive by him. Well, he played a magnificent game, that was for sure. And I, I think he was on the floor for the whole game. I, I don't. Uh, he he came out very briefly at the end of I believe it was halftime. With like there was like less than a minute left, and they they subbed him out for for Ryan Higgins. But basically, yeah, other than like a second of the game clock, he was in the entire game. Well, Coach Rawson and Coach Flattery were just. Coaching them, you know, just their coaching was magnificent on both ends. Now, Rawson made some kind of an adjustment uh, at halftime. 
Fairfield went into the lead with a very hard-fought one-point lead, but uh, right away, uh, Mount uh, Pleasant kind of went on a run. They, they 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 seen some things. They they were trying to do some new stuff. It was working, and they got out to this big lead, like you say. And then I don't know what happened with Sam Wheaton and and Higgins. Uh, well, it looked almost, like it, it looked like Wheaton went up for a shot, and when they came down, they just kind of came down on each other. They were both grabbing their their ankles, so I think they just came down on each other. Well, I thought maybe Mac, uh, Sam Wheaton uh, hit that wall or something. No, he didn't hit the wall. I think they came down just kind of on each other. I, I'm guessing the way they're holding their feet and everything, they they landed awkwardly where they both rolled their ankle on each other. That's what it looked like. I'm not sure for sure, though. Well, all I knew was I was watching, and then Hoops Higgins went over to the bench, and they put a roll of tape on him. And then they put another roll of tape on him. Then they put another roll of tape on him and had to get a bigger sock. Uh, but then he came right back in the game. Man, he's tough, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's got an incredible toughness to be able to have to be carried off the court, not be able to put pressure on that leg, and then yeah, he back. couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't put any weight on that. Leg. that no, that, and, that foot never hit the floor. No, and and then to come back and and he still was effective in that game. It was pretty impressive and. A uh, very hard-fought game between these two teams. Very exciting. Well, Lang and Stout really seemed to pick things up for Mount Pleasant when Higgins went down, didn't they? Yeah, they did. You know, uh, Stroud there and, and Aiden Ashton as well. But um, it, it goes to show, too, that you need more than just one or two guys to be able to get the win. I, I think that, like I said, that was a turning point, And they really missed Higgins there for a while. And, and Fairfield was able to kind of climb back into it because of it. Well, uh, Fairfield was the kind of team that was going to give Mount Pleasant. Uh, uh, they don't have quite the athletic big guy like Max Wheaton. Max Wheaton really created problems for them, didn't he? Yeah, they did. You know, obviously, uh, Stroud does a pretty good job inside there, as does that 6'6 freshman in Lang. But both of those guys kind of, I believe, younger guys. And so um, not not quite to the experience level of Max. And, and I'll give – Look, Max is an incredible athlete. He is is t- tenacious on the rebounds. He got I saw that he got hacked a lot tonight. They didn't give him really any fouls, which there was a lot of question of questionable officiating. I don't want to get into that. That's the whole other side of things. But uh, Max was, was impressive again tonight. He finished with I had him for another double double. I had him with twenty one points. He led the way for the Trojans there. Then I had him for eleven rebounds, which probably means he was closer to fifteen or sixteen. Uh, but still an incredible night for the big man for Fairfield. Yeah, and then there was a lot. I don't know exactly sometimes uh, uh, whether, you know, everything was a rebound. You know, sometimes the shots are blocked a little bit or or just kind of errant. And, uh, right. And they didn't hit the rim or anything or the backboard, but the, he still come down with it over and over and over. But then there were some other. Riley Perkins got a lot of rebounds tonight. Uh, Higgins was fighting. Uh, or I mean uh, – yeah, everybody yeah. was just playing. Everybody played a great game. Uh, I, I can't say that they got a maximum beaten tonight, but they got a Wheaton win uh, with the one point in overtime. Man, that was something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And, you know, credit to really both fan bases, both Fairfield and Mount Pleasant. They showed out strong tonight. That gym was rocking. It was a full, fully packed place. Uh, both both student sections came loud and proud. And uh, what a, what an incredible night here in Fairfield. Well, there's a lot on the line, you know. Uh, this loss is going to hurt Mount Pleasant a little bit, I think. 
Yeah, it is. And if you look at the Fairfield side, let's look at their resume real quick. Okay, they're ten and nine, not great. But let's look at some of their wins. They won over a the Class Four A uh, ranked ten in, in Burlington at the time. They beat Class Two A fifth rank in, in West Burlington at the time. And then tonight they beat a Class Three A eighth rank in Mount Pleasant. You combine that with another four A win as they beat uh, City High, who who I found out tonight. Actually, uh, earlier on in the season, beat the number two ranked team in Class 4A and Xavier at one point. So the Trojans have a lot of things going for them it, coming into the seeding, which they they announced seeding on on Monday for these top two classes. And don't be surprised if Fairfield gets at least one home game. Well, uh, the, the the West Burlington win, and you combine that with this Mount Pleasant win, those are the big impressive ones. But beating they, City well, High like they did and, and beating Burlington like they did, they got some impressive wins. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's funny talking talking to some people that it sounds like West Burlington took that loss to Fairfield pretty personal because the next night they went to Burlington and beat them by 30. Yeah, they just got all over on top of Burlington. Burlington seems like they're kind of playing down right now, but last year they kind of uh, had a down stretch at the end of the season and then went in the playoffs and went for the state, uh, you know, made it to state. Yeah. I, yeah. So you just never know, but you still look at uh, the, the resume for Fairfield and even though the record's 10 and nine, you look at what they've done here lately and, and they, I think they deserve at least one home game. Well, uh, gosh, that play, that gym is hard. To, I was telling, uh, the, the KALJ guy had never, uh, you know, this is his first season. So it's some, be his first time in the Fairfield gym. He said he did see a girls game here. And I said, you ain't gonna, I said, you're gonna see what a tough place this is, is to play in tonight, you know? Yeah. But, and he got it. He got to see, I mean, everybody, uh, you know, every single person that was there was into it, whether they're five years old or a hundred years old, everywhere in between. It was a fantastic game, fantastic atmosphere. And, uh, it was just incredible. You know, this is only my second year, uh, here in Fairfield, this is on my second season covering the boys' basketball side of things, and it's been it's it's incredible to see the community come together and and so much involvement from uh, you know people like okay, there's some people that um, you know had to, that traveled a long way to be there. If you look at the Fairfield girls' basketball coach, Coach Rebecca Becker, she's act she I believe lives near the Kyoto area. She was down there for the game tonight, and you know, obviously, her her girls played tomorrow in in the um, regional up in Solon. But her, she still made the trip down here, and and she was sitting not too far from me. She was into it. Uh, everybody, I mean, just so much into it. I, I think Coach Becker could have been coaching the boys just as hard as Mick Flattery was. It was it was really impressive to see, but uh, just a, an exciting night again, and I can't say that enough. And those are the type of games that. Uh, really make me love my job. Man, uh, I just, uh, I got a score here, uh, area score, EBF, uh, 85, Colfax Mingo, 30. Uh, wow. e EBF is a, a, another team rolling. Well, let me ask you this. You know, you've been there two years, football, basketball. Was this the, the best Fairfield win? Was this the best game that they played? Is this the the best performance you've ever seen out of the Fairfield Trojans? Uh, in basketball, yeah. I did get to call a walk-off baseball game uh, last year. It might have been 
one of their first ones, I think it was against Oskaloosa. So that one was exciting as well. But uh, this one is top two for sure, possibly number one. It was it, – it, it had everything. It had a great start, then a pushback by Mount Pleasant, a, a buzzer beater over time. I mean, it had everything. I, I think this is probably – uh, the the number one game so far. Well, here uh, it must have been magic in the air. Here's another final overtime: Albernet Pirates fifty-seven, Gladbrook Rhinebreck fifty-six. Gladbrook Rhinebreck Rebels go down the day before. Uh, and I believe they they're ranked. They were not. They were ahead of a, a Waco. Uh, their yeah, third or something. Third. That's who. That's who. Uh, uh, Kyoto would play in the third round if they if they continue to win. Yeah. Uh, wow. How about that? Huh. Another another big one, and you know it's it's this is one of those situations. Don't you don't play on. You know this is another thing that I've heard the girls basketball coach here in Fairfield say is that you don't play on paper. You play on the court. So throw the records and everything out. Throw the stats out, and it's all about. It's all about what you do on the court. Well, uh, Davenport West Falcon 69, Muscatine Muskie 62. A pretty good performance for Muscatine tonight in that game. Uh, I think uh, there was uh, another score. I think I had a score with Oskaloosa or something here. I was going to try and put out. But I never seen Fairfield play so good. I was so proud of them. Uh, uh, Mount Pleasant played great. They're a great team. You can see why they split this year, can't you? Yeah, you can. And, you know, it, of course, Mount Pleasant st- still uh, conference champions this year, so they can hang their hat on that. But uh, the Fairfield just showing why they are – their record does not prove how good they are playing as of late. And it's it's such an exciting team to call games for and, and be around. and. Uh, you know, of course, if if they're going to do something, this is a great year to do it. They have so many seniors on that team, and uh, you know, of course, they want to send themselves out right. And you know, four of their five starters are seniors, plus a, a, a guy off the bench is a senior. So uh, they want to do it for those guys, and it'll be an exciting time coming up in these next couple of weeks. Well, the Norfolk Warriors seventy-two, Oskaloosa Indians fifty, uh, wrapping up a pretty tough season for Oskaloosa. And uh, just a halftime score for Pellin and Melcher Dallas. So I don't know the end of that one, but wow. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, Midland Eagles Lone Tree uh, 56 47 in the girls. That must have been a tournament game or maybe a, just a makeup game or something. Yeah, maybe. But wow, just uh, unbelievable. Well, uh, we don't know where Fairfield plays next, do we? Yeah, uh, the the Fairfield boys they still have, they still have two more regular season games. Holy smokes! <clears throat> Both of which are at home. The first one is on Tuesday. That's Clear Creek and Mana. Uh, Clear Creek and Mana actually knocked Fairfield out of the playoffs last year, but they did lose a lot of seniors. And then on Thursday they host Knoxville to round out their season. Well, uh, if they win both of those games, were they going to be twelve and nine? Yeah, they currently sit at ten and nine, so they're looking to finish the season at twelve and nine and. Again, you find out on they found out on Monday who they who they start off with in the tournament, and of course uh, where uh, what substate they're in and, and who they might have to play. And 
you know, who knows? They they could see Mount Pleasant again, depending on how they set up the Class 3A. Uh, and we could get another rematch of what we just saw. Well, uh, do we need to do a wellness check on Lee Munts? It was it? Was his heart still inside of his chest when uh, uh, you were leaving the gym? Yeah, he was still up and walking around. We may need to check on Coach Flattery in the morning. I know. Oh my uh, gosh! He, he probably he said he ate about thirty years just in that game. So I may need to text and check on him in the morning. Well, when they were up twenty five fourteen or something at, at the end of the first quarter, uh, he had a smile on his face, and if it was any bigger, his face would have cracked. Yeah. Well. You should have seen his smile there at the bench uh, after JJ hit that that shot to head it, to send it to overtime. Uh, that one might have even been even been bigger. Well, who hit this shot in Albia, the three pointer to send it to overtime? I believe it was also JJ Lane. JJ Lane. Yep. Stay in your lane, JJ Lane. <laughs> Man, he was. Uh, stay out of my lane. Yeah. He is a. He was. He's an incredible player, and he. You know, it seemed like early he wasn't penetrating like he is this time. Uh, well, know, earlier like, in the year. Well, and part of that is it's a good scouting report by Mount Pleasant because they they put two guys in in the in his way every time he started to do that. So that was definitely part of it as well. Yeah, but he wasn't even earlier in the year shooting threes and staying out in the perimeter and not penetrating. Right. And ever since he started penetrating, he's become a really deadly force, hasn't he? Oh yeah, it's really up to his game. And Tate Allen, you didn't see it much last or tonight, but uh, later on, as we've gone on through the season, Tate Allen has kind of done the same thing, and that that's what helped them, especially in the uh, West Burlington game. As Tate finished with twenty two in that game, and he, excuse me, he was driving a lot. Well, let me <laughs> let me go over uh, girls' games. Maybe uh, there were some girls' games yesterday. Highland. Uh, to English Valley, 37-33. I imagine that's a playoff. The Sigourney Savages, uh, 62-12 over Moulton Udell. Uh, don't overlook them Sigourney Savages in the playoff. Those, those girls are really good. Uh, Wapolo puts uh, Holy Trinity out, 52-36. And uh, the Keokuk Chiefs uh, uh, beat your Lady Trojans there, 66-23. Oh, that was that was back on last Friday. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, it does say. Okay, well, no, no, <laughs> that's where where it was at. Well, anyway, uh, those are the scores that are on the KCI scoreboard. That's about as <laughs> complete as I give you. Is are there Saturday games? You guys got a Saturday game here? Yep. So uh, the the girls basketball regionals get going go, get underway t- uh, tomorrow. Uh, the Fairfield girls head up to Solon. Um, and I'm blanking on where everyone else goes, if I'm being honest. Um, I know, I, I believe Cardinal has Pella Christian. I could be wrong on that, though. Van Buren gets Louisa Muscatine. And I want to say Pekin is... I got him playing Durant here Saturday. I don't Maybe that's a, still Pekin a regular season Durant. game. I don't no, know. That's, that's, that's regional. That is regional. Okay. Yep. So that's that's those and, and like I said, Fairfield goes up to Solon tomorrow night as well. Yeah, that is a, that is a tough draw. Yeah. Well, Solon's really really good at everything. It seems like. Yeah, see, it does. But uh, the Fairfield boys are a different uh, uh, brand of cooking. They are uh, they are capable of beating anybody or losing to anybody. 
Uh, very glad about the Gladbrook Reinbrecht or whatever that team is. That uh, that certainly made me happy. Oh yeah. Well, uh, magic was in the air. I guess there ain't. I don't have anything else to say. Do you? No, I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to save my voice as much as possible because I've got that. I'm calling the Fairfield Girls at Soul in tomorrow, so I'm gonna need my voice tomorrow. I'll tell well, you that. What where? What time is that game, and what and how? And we're gonna listen to it on KMCD. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll start with pregame coverage right around 6.45-ish, somewhere around there. Tip-off schedule for 7 o'clock. Uh, it'll be on 95.9 Classic 96. You can also stream it at our website at exploreseiowa.com. And, uh, yeah, the Fairfield girls heading up to Solon. Solon's second-ranked team in the state in Class 3A. Tough matchup, but like uh, like Coach Becker always tells me, it's not. It's not about what what it says on paper. You play the game on the court, so well, you never know. I don't know. I don't know anything after tonight. <laughs> I don't either. Well, uh, congratulations, Nathan. Uh, you got to see the Trojans at their finest. Yeah, that was that was incredible. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. This has been the Scoreboard Show. This Round Guy Radio sports coverage has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Packwood Locker, Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Kyoto Transmission and Repair, specializing in transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto. And Pilot Grove Savings Bank.